Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the Black Crows at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy and a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm sure you people are not going to want to hear sports with Scott Cohen today. Not after yesterday, but he'll be here after 7 o'clock to talk about oh, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, but it's not about win or lose, Bax. It's about... Well, yeah, it is about winning. Ultimately, it's about winning and losing. Yeah, right. That's what sports are all about. It's a contest. You either win or I thought it was the you lose in overtime. No, no, well, no. I mean, it is if you are playing them. But if you're just a casual observer, say like you, me, or Cohen, it's all about winning and losing. Hard work. Uh, yeah. Sweat. Yeah. Blood. Oh, yeah. Tears. Yeah, it's all those things. Yeah. Doesn't matter what that uh, they lost by three points yesterday. No, <laughs> in overtime. Woo, man, what a, what a tough loss. Anyway, we'll get to that and some other stuff today, too. It's 535 with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. Fall is here. And so is the Big Bunk and Smoke. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Guns and Roses with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny, and a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Hey, hey, remember last week when I said that uh, Bruce Willis sold his likeness to some AI company and... uh, we were all like, oh, my God, with the moral aspects of that, how is that going to pan out? Yeah. It's not true. Turns out Bruce Willis did not sign over the rights to his likeness, but that doesn't mean deepfake Bruce won't show up in future projects. Bruce's people issued a statement saying he has, quote, no partnership or agreement with Deep Cake, the company he supposedly sold his rights to. And Deep Cake said uh, Bruce's digital likeness rights are his by default and cannot be sold, but they did create Bruce's digital twin, for an ad campaign in Russia last year, and any future use of his likeness would be up to him. Steve, I'm going to hope that uh, this is your lead story for every newscast today and tomorrow, because I had the whole week planned for nothing but deep fake stuff. I uh, I wrote uh, 45 minutes of uh, anti-Bruce Willis material. Now it's worthless. All what right, are you going to do with that? Now I got egg on my face. I bet you feel like a dope. Britney Spears posted another Instagram rant about her family over the weekend, and she said, quote, For me, the real problem is that my family to this day honestly have no conscience whatsoever and really believe in their minds that they have done nothing wrong at all. They could at least take responsibility for their actions and actually own up to the fact that they hurt me. For me, just a genuine apology would help give me closure. And uh, this time, it actually did result in an apology. No kidding. Britney's mom, Lynn Spears, dropped a note in the comments saying, quote, I am so sorry for your pain. I've been sorry for years. I love you so much and I miss you. Please unblock me so I can speak to you in person. Well, if she's blocked, how is she going to get Well, there? that's a good point. But uh, is that really an apology or just uh, just remorse? Maybe it's remorse. I mean, remorse is one thing. You can be remorseful. Well, But she, an actual apology is something totally different. Well, she said, Brittany, deep down, you know how much I love and miss you. I apologize for anything and everything that's hurt you. But that's, that's not taking responsibility for how she's hurt her. She's just sorry for how she hurts. Listen. You, you see get, what I'm getting at? You got, yeah, there she is, bebopping, step nine and all over town. Now, where's her apology? 
Well, that's just it. That doesn't sound like but an it, apology. But it's it's something. Listen, if your whole life has been destroyed by your parents, and who among us hasn't been there? You need more than just a, I'm sorry for your pain. That's not taking responsibility for causing the pain. True. There seems to be a renewed interest in the Jeffrey Dahmer case since the release of the monster Netflix series with Evan Peters because now the reading glasses he wore in prison are for sale for only $150,000. Will that money go to the victims and their families? I don't know how that works. They're being sold by Cult Collectibles, which is a Canadian-based site where you can buy items from serial killers, cult leaders, and other high-profile criminals. The guy who runs it says he's got, said he got the glasses and other Dahmer memorabilia a few years ago. He was contacted by a former housekeeper of Dahmer's dad and agreed to manage and sell the collection for a portion of the profit. The glasses aren't listed on the site, but those interested in purchasing can contact Cult Collectibles directly. Other items on the site include his prison Bible, urn, family photos, and documents. I'm almost done with the whole series. And, uh... It's totally whacked out. I mean, it's not just Jeffrey Dahmer, because you know what he's getting into. But I've, I've talked to a couple of people over the weekend that said I couldn't get through another another five minutes of this. Yeah. Again, what were your expectations? But it's weird to see people reflected in this in this uh, mini miniseries that I knew of and I knew personally. That's crazy. I'm looking at this website, this cultcollectibles.org. Yeah. You can get a Waco Branch Davidian compound document medical receipt for only $250. That seems reasonable. Why not? Would they take a check? Uh, maybe. Oh, an Oklahoma City bombing memorial shirt for only $200. Are you <laughs> telling me that those Remember 9-11 shirts are going to be worth a lot of money? Timmy <laughs> McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh blew up my office building, and all I got was his crappy yeah. T-shirt. Uh, e Harmony put together a list of the most popular breakup songs. Uh, the top three: uh, "Back to Black" by Amy Winehouse, "I Will Always Love You" by mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, and "Go Your Own Way" by Fleetwood Mac. What about the breakup song by the Greg Kinn Band? Yeah, I don't think that's. It has uh, breakup right in the name. That, that's not even anywhere on the list. Someone like you, Adele. I will survive. Glorious Gainer, Nothing Compares to You, We Are Never Getting Back Together from Taylor Swift, and Knowing Me, Knowing You from ABBA. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Walk On By by Dionne Warwick. Yeah, I don't see the breakup song anywhere on this list. Which makes me think the whole list is a sham. Well, uh, most of it is. Most of these surveys and Hollywood stories are a sham. We just read them for entertainment purposes. Or because we run out of stories. Yeah, that's true, too. Jason Bateman says he and Ricky Schroeder almost ran Michael Jackson over with their bikes in the early 80s. Oh, this would have been a great Back to the Future remake. (laughs) Michael had come to the set of Silver Spoons to see Ricky, which Jason admitted might have been a little weird. Which part? I'm here to see Ricky. Oh, hi, Mr. Jackson. Why don't you you take me around on a little choo-choo train you ride around your little mansion here, huh? Uh, Michael, would you like to... Be introduced to any adults on this show? No, I just want to talk to Ricky. Just Ricky. There's other people here, uh, Michael, that'd be happy to meet you. I always thought that show was cool because they had the little train running around the house. Silver Spoon. That was the only good th- part about that show. 
That was the only... Well, I think I was too young to really know what the show was about when it was on. It was about a rich kid. Yeah, I know. It was about now. He's got a train in his room. That's what I'm saying. That's all I cared about was like, wow, I wish we were rich and I had a train in my room. Instead, we got a drunk engineer here at the uh, at the helm telling us to get out of his house. Even though we have no place else to go. And uh, Kim Kardashian. We have a story about her. No Can kidding. You imagine that. She has very specific rules if you're ever a passenger on her $150 million private jet. Really? Yeah, you're not allowed to get a spray tan before you fly because she doesn't want stains on the cashmere seats. Hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a stain on cashmere was when Ray J buttered up the whisker biscuit and hid the damp stamp in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. And, uh, Caitlin? Whatever. Got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once rolled around in the cuddle spunk. I once had some morning Alfredo off the uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Did you ever have Alfredo? I have not. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I did the snot bottom Susie on the crotch cookie. <laughs> did you ever have a snot bottom I Susie? Have, I have not. And uh, Kanye? I'm still not allowed within 100 yards of my own damn house. <laughs> this is redonkulous. That's your Hollywood T rash. <laughs> when I when the when the order is lifted, I can make jokes again. Oh, good. But not until then. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood T rash from Rock 102. Dexter's best is your source for fire. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint. Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever I'm prone to review my fi- my financials, I think to myself, where the hell's the rest of it? Sure, on paper, I'm doing okay. But whenever you hear about what the other guy makes every week, you wonder, have I really made the right choices in life? The answer to that question is very simple. No. Hell no. What makes me so sure? Get a load of this. According to a recent report in the Sports Business Journal, after conducting an extensive, exhaustive study, it was discovered that the annual salary of the Denver Nuggets mascot, Rocky the Mountain Lion, I swear to God this is true, is $625,000 a year. That narrowly eclipses the annual reported income of the Atlanta Hawks mascot, Harry the Eagle, who's not even a real hawk, apparently rakes in $600,000 per season. And just so we're clear, that is more than 10 times the average salary of nearly every other mascot in the league. In fact, the average salary for NBA mascots is listed at about $60,000 a year with very few exceptions. Like Chicago's Benny the Bull makes $400,000 a year or the Go Gorilla for the Phoenix Suns at $200,000 a year. And Charlotte's Hugo the Hornet only making $100,000 a year, which is equal to the average pay for players in the WNBA. Think about what we're talking about here. The Denver Nuggets are paying a guy in a foam rubber lion's head to dance and perform hilarious hijinks during basketball games, and here you grinding it out for peanuts in your little cubicle at Mass Mutual, or mopping up your workstation at American Saw, or doing a stupid little radio show for the last 27 years for a fraction of what this guy is making to be the mascot for a team that couldn't even get past the first round of the playoffs. Let me put it to you this way. Last week, Harry the Lion's paycheck was for $11,538.46. Granted, that's before taxes and deductions, but that's an hourly wage of $288.46 an hour. 
You know who's not making that kind of cash? None of us are. And that's because, my friends, is where we start to wonder about those life choices. Because you know uh, who would because ra- you know who would rather make money like that? All of us would, including myself. Because for the right amount of foam rubber, I would take it. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, has been busy. An expanded Carhartt department, a huge tool department. It's an all-new Rockies in Agawam. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 59, tomorrow rainy and a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will join us after uh, 7 o'clock this morning. Oh my God, there's so much sports to talk about. I hardly know where to begin, although I have a pretty good idea where I want to start. Um, where? At the, Ooh, uh, I'd like to start in the breezy Green Bay, Wisconsin yeah. after a... Hard fought overtime battle of the of the of the ages. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I don't, you know, I'll keep it to myself until Cohen gets here. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty devastating for New England fans yesterday ah, to watch please. that. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into more lots of Scott. lots of silver linings all over the place. Yes, uh, the linings of the pockets of whoever owns Green Bay. Ooh, yes, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I used to be one of those people. Um, so any, anyway, over the weekend, uh, it was a nice weekend. It was a nice, like, weather-wise weekend. It's got that uh, crisp, cool fall air, and, uh, you know, you want to be outside doing things. A little bit of a uh, little bit of rain on Saturday prevented us from going up north, so we uh, we stuck around the house. So that was weird. I didn't, we didn't get any rain out by us, and I, and I had seen, um, like, a post from one of the, like, parent groups. Uh, not about my kids, but there was must have been a soccer game being played, and it said due to the inclement weather, uh, we won't be playing soccer today. And I'm like, inclement weather? <laughs> you really you nice. Could have played here. soccer easily. Um, but uh, I, I I had gone up. I I took one of my daughters. We went up uh, went up to the meat truck, the meat party event out in the Hampshire Mall parking lot. Can I just stop you here for a second? Yeah. To me, these are the kinds of memories yeah. that will last a lifetime. The 30 years from now, one of yeah. these days, it, you, your, your daughter's going to come to you and say, hey, Dad, remember that glorious afternoon that you took me to that meat truck thing in a parking lot? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember when we uh, we sat outside that desolate mall that has, uh, outside of the once was J.C. Penney yeah. uh, in the empty portion of the parking lot, uh, yeah. and I watched you hawk meat out yeah. of the back of a truck, yeah. and I said, yeah, I remember that. Of all the many time. joys of my life, Dad. That was that was a thing I will treasure forever. So, uh, so we, we we did that, and then uh, and then we went. I was out up in Hadley, and, and even my daughter said, "Hey, this this town looks familiar. We've been here before, right?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, that's uh, see that Walmart over there. That's where we found the Dookie in the urinal. Oh, oh, we're up here. Yeah, that's the thing about like when I describe places to my kids, we have to find uh, it's it's like the defining thing about right. that place." You know, each <laughs> each one. It, it's always about which Walmart has. You know, again, yeah. establishing memories for a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, what you remember when you were a kid? Did you ever have like, oh, the good store or the bad store or the you know the? Uh, I mean, I can know you kind of lived out in a rural area there. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, I but I lived in Attleboro for a mm-hmm. while, and we had uh, we had a, a Zares not too far away, right. and you know, lots of Sears, a lot of. 
uh, you know, green stamp uh, locations. But but that's the thing that y- you know you distinct by what kind of store it is. Like uh, in Westfield, there used to be. Well, now there's th- there, there's three big Ys now, but or, or two big Ys, but there was always two big Ys, but there was a big one, and then a little one. They called it the little Y because it was it's right on the like between West Springfield, Springfield and, and, yeah. and Westfield, and that, now, that now it's a like church, a, a big Russian church. Yeah, yeah. but they had um, that. You know, people would say, "Oh, I'm going to go to the little Y." You know, obviously a big Y and then a little Y. You know, because denotes two different places. Uh, I tell my kids we're going to the uh, the poop urinal Walmart, or we're going to the bird Walmart, and they're like chickpea. <laughs> Remember they had the birds flying around inside yeah, pecking at the, the meat. The, the chickpea chickadee. Oh yeah, you can yeah. you can always distinct. This is how we did distinct from one place to another. <laughs> it's always it it. What does that say about the store where you can identify yeah. it purely based on the disgusting thing that's inside of it? Yes. That says a lot And you're talking about, about Walmart. Yeah. There's a disgusting thing in every Walmart. You just got to go looking for it. It's yeah, like the just, Where's Waldo of Walmart. Uh, are we going to get stabbed at this one? No, that's Springfield. <laughs> this is where you get your eye pecked out. Oh, we're in Chicopee. Right. Oh, yeah, by a seagull. And this is the one where you can get Ebola. Oh, that's Hadley. And, you know, and uh, the seagulls who like uh, prime rib, uh, I thought that was pretty impressive, too. They'll eat anything. Very, uh, very expensive palate, those seagulls. <laughs> In Chicopee. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, I have to go grocery shopping. And I, I've i been to one of these before, but I never really kind of had the full shopping experience of an Aldi. You know what? Uh, we were going to go to an Aldi, and then uh, and we didn't really know the rules of yeah. the Aldi. And then uh, we realized we had to pay for the cart. Yeah. And we're like, let's get back in the car and go somewhere else. There's a whole lot of rules going on with this with this place. However... I saved myself a ton of money by going there. Really? They have actually some pretty decent things. Here's I don't know if I would buy I didn't buy the fruit. Because okay. there's something about places like Aldi's and a price right mm-hmm. where you know you can get all the you don't need the brand name stuff to get basic items. You want sugar, flour, all that stuff. Who cares if it says price right on the side of it versus, uh, you know, it's uh, all basically sugar. the same thing. Right. Right. So uh, same with Aldi. Aldi's has got all these things that kind of look like the box of whatever, like the brand name stuff, but it's not. Right. But it's at a wicked discount, a deep discount. So that quarter you paid for that shopping cart in the beginning – well worth the savings inside. See, I didn't, I didn't have a quarter at the time, yeah. and and didn't feel like I was uh, in a position to give up loose change for a cart. So we didn't we didn't stay. But I've heard the same thing from a number of people. They you know people who are into the Aldis are wicked into Aldis. Yeah, kind of like you know people are like wicked into Trader Joe's. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love the like ov- a cult. The oversized shopping cart. There's nothing better than an oversized shopping cart because you can fill that thing uh, left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're walking around there. Uh, the fruit is like, I think what they do, and I think Dave Ratner explained this once, that they buy this fruit and vegetables in bulk from grocery stores that are like, it's the stuff that's ready to go. Mm. Like you only got a couple more days left on it. Right. So as it sits on the shelf in Aldi, you can see, eh, I don't know, these strawberries look like hey, about another day left in them, and I don't know if I want to buy them or not. So I w- would opt to buy the fresh fruit probably at a big Y or a stop yeah, and shop. Might be better off. But as far as, like, the other items, like, uh, you know, um, 
cereal and 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 protein bars mm-hmm. and, and yogurts and all that stuff. They have some brand name stuff there, but they have uh, it's all like like in, it's a uh, Timmy the Tiger instead of uh, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> you know, it's like all these different like names. Kellogg cereal. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not actual cereal, but cereal like cereal esque. I'm being told that you can find uh, drugs at the where Walmart. Oh, I'm sure you could. And <laughs> not at the pharmacy. <laughs> oh, you mean like good drugs? Yeah, like good, like the good stuff, like yeah. in the parking lot or yeah. behind the building or whatever. Yeah, I don't want, uh, I don't want uh, your store Prozac. I want it from the guy from behind. <laughs> Do they have Listen, like all the prescription meds I, you need? I think the dude selling it out of his trunk is a reliable pharmacist. I probably is, but uh, but Aldi, what a great experience, yeah. and. and uh, Probably spent half of what I would have spent going to, like, the big name grocery store. We went to uh, BJ's uh, at night. Oh. Forgot that, like, it was, like, Saturday night. We thought, yeah. hey, you know what? Let's go to BJ's. We can eat a BJ's run. Any time of day is a good day for a BJ's run. I, absolutely. Yeah. When my wife suggested, hey, let's... How about some? How about BJ's? I'm like... Oh, yeah. Yes. And then you realize she was talking about a bulk shopping center. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And uh, oh my God, we saved so many, so much money. We saved so, so many dollars. We spent, we saved tens of dollars, wow. buying hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. The, here's my like, this is the thing, and, and I don't have time to do all this. There are certain things at certain stores that I would love to be able to have all in one place, mm-hmm. so I don't have to travel from one store to another. I wish Costco and BJ's sold similar items. You know, like Costco or BJ sells more of the the brand name items right. versus Costco's brand, which is Kirkland, which many times is the brand name. It's just, just that the they're, they're, yeah, right. they're buying it under under guising it under their own thing. I I wish was I don't have time to go from store to store. To go well, I want the I want the side of meat from from Costco, and I right. want the you know the thing of uh, Fruit Loops from from BJ's. It doesn't work out. I was so excited for BJ's on yeah. on Saturday. I bet you were so excited that uh, I actually got pulled over for uh, for jumping a re- uh, a stop sign. Really? Yeah, I got I got pulled over because I was so excited because. BJ's. Yeah, right? savings were only a couple of miles away. So, uh, yeah, I get pulled over. I, I was just given a warning, but I think the guy, the cop, could tell in my head. I got that BJ's look in my eyes. Oh, you're going to BJ's. Like, dude, dude I, listen, I'm sorry for whatever motor vehicle uh, violation I may have caused, but I'm going to BJ's to buy hundreds of dollars worth of stuff to save like 10 bucks. He didn't, so, even, he didn't even run your license at that point. Didn't he didn't even run. You know, he took the license and registration, but probably yeah. just, you know, sat there for like 2 minutes. I was like, well, let's see if this guy really see if this guy job. can make it to BJ's in time. If I just stall, like, dude, we're on a yeah, we're right. on a mission here. We got a schedule. Can't be can't be held back. You know, I almost went to BJ's. What time of day was this on? This was like uh 6 30 7 o'clock that was like three hours before i was gonna go damn it we could have gone together i could have bought you stuff we could have saved all kinds of cash yeah i guess we guess we'll we'll, we missed again we gotta lock our schedules up but uh but but i like the experience of the all these and guess that you can get your quarterback at the end by bringing the cart back oh it's redeemable yeah the quarter just sticks inside the cart and it locks in there when you (laughs) unlock it from another cart and then when you put it back Boom, the quarter frees up. The rules of this place. You know what I did? I paid it forward. 
I saw a guy and his wife getting out of their car, and I was like, here, fine, sir. Here, you take this car, because I don't feel like walking it all the way back to the front of the store anyway for a quarter. And he was very grateful. Wow. Took the took the card, and I don't know if he uh, if he passed it uh, along to the next person. That's not your responsibility. Well, no, I would like to think that uh, I started some sort of Aldi peace train before I left. <laughs> Listen, if there's 25 cents on the line, my guess is he got that that 25 cents back. Put That's it in his pocket right. and say, thank you, Steve Nagel. That's right, baby. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cheryl's cat never leaves her lap. Did- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice, rainy and a high of 59. It's 47 in downtown Springfield. I got to look at the extended forecast. I want to make sure that Friday is a good night. It is going to be a good night. Sunny and a high of 73 for the day and uh, 45 at night. Perfect, because uh, me and the road crew are going to be at the Student Friends. The Muddy Oktoberfest starts this Friday. I'm going to be there from 530 to 730. Uh, the return to Fort Street, uh, October 7th and 8th. In fact, uh, Friday night, it's trailer trash. Sweet. And a very rare New England appearance. Uh, it's the tapping of the keg. I'll be there hosting that, maybe introducing the band, my guess. Uh, nothing but uh, authentic German beers, brats, burgers, big giant pretzels, and more. While you're at there, stop at uh, the Rock 1-2 pro- uh, table for your chance to win some great prizes. It's this Friday at the Muddy Oktoberfest of the Student Prince in Springfield from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I went there last year. I've gone like every year for years now. And uh, I had a nice, uh, you got to sit outside on 4th Street under a tent, and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed my my German plate. I want to say Polish plate. You don't want to mix those two. (laughs) No. Well, well, they're very similar. I mean, the the food stylings are very similar. But uh, we had the German plate, uh, and then we watched whatever band that was. That wasn't Trailer Trash. It was somebody else. They got uh, Trailer Trash, and then on, I believe, Saturday, they've got a bunch of them. Uh, American Badass, which is a Kid Rock tribute, mm-hmm. followed by Dumb Love, the Stone Temple Pilots tribute. Ooh. And then the Foo Fighters tribute starts at 8.30. So that's the, uh, that's the headliner right there. That's going to be the big one. That'll be a hell of a night. Mm-hmm. We have uh, news coming up next on Rock 102. If you like the Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A police officer working a detail in Westfield was hit by a truck on Sunday night. According to Westfield Police, the accident happened around 8 p.m. The officer was working a detail at the time of the incident, which occurred at the intersection of Elm and Orange Streets. No word on the extent of injuries, although uh, we did hear from Western Mass News that says the officer is in stable condition. Oh, good. I think these uh, two news organizations might want to get together and, uh, you know, have a meeting. No, they don't do it that way. Too much competition. Um, Would this suggest maybe that the driver was either uh, not paying attention to what they were doing? Well, I'm guessing around 8 p.m. last night. That was just about the time that the uh, Patriots uh, Green Bay overtime ended. I'm imagining uh, maybe somebody had a little too much to drink mm. and wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, obviously, you don't want to. You don't want to attach too much meaning to stories that we don't know a whole hell of a lot about. No, but usually, if there's like some sort of detail going on and there's cops out there, it's pretty obvious that there's a detail out there and there are cops, yeah. uh, you know, waving people through. Yeah, and that particular area. You know, you have to stop. Like, there's no, it's not like you can just drive right through that area at all. It's, right. It's the intersection right there, uh, 
where that mobile station is and uh, oh, the yeah, CBS. Yeah. It's right. all like right in in that area. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad I, he's okay. Uh, as far as we know, unfortunately, stable condition. Twenty two and and forty don't don't share notes, which they probably should. Hey, what did your crew guy see? Well, we saw a police tape. Well, what did your crew guy see? We saw an ambulance. You guys should get together did and you, talk about this. Did you see them both at the same time? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> a uh, house fire was reported at 65 Stewart Street in Springfield last night. When 22 news crews arrived, they saw multiple fire, police, and EMT crews attending to the fire in the home and providing medical attention to the family. It was crazy. These people needed help, and they were getting it. Three people were inside the home at the time of the fire, but there are currently no reported injuries. Fire Captain Drew Pimonte said that the fire started in the basement of the home. Uh, the arson and bomb squad is investigating the cause, but it did start in the basement. They were able to confine the damage to that basement. There was a very minimal extension into the first floor, but the house did suffer water damage mm. in the basement. He just want to make sure he wants to know wants you to know that it was in the basement. It wasn't anywhere else in the house. Well, the basement. Water has a tendency to um, flow down. Right. So, I mean, where else would it be but the basement? You know, and if you have uh, if you have uh, water problems uh, from uh, storm damage or house fires, you should call Aquapump. That's right. They're an expert in all water supply systems, from the well to the pump and into the house. Chiching. Oh, we do that little sound effect uh, yeah, register thing. There you go. Uh, at this time, the uh, arson and bomb squad are still investigating the incident to determine the cause. The three people who reside in the home have been displaced and are receiving aids from the Red Cross. Aids from the Red Cross? Aid. Just aid. Well, they should have taken the S off of that when they put it in the paper. <laughs> I didn't think that was part of the services they provided. Well, what can the Red Cross do for you? We can give you aids. I mean, aid, 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 aid just aid, aid, just aid, help aid, you out, help aid. you out. Yeah, we're not. Uh... Otherwise, nobody would be calling the Red Cross for help. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've helped a lot of people around here, but uh, we're not that crazy. <clears throat> the uh, curtain came down Sunday night on the well-attended 17-day 2022 Big E season, but to most fairgoers, there was something quite special about attending. On the final day of the fair, the chill in the air Sunday did nothing to discourage the fairgoers who would be added to the more than one and a half million visitors highlighted by oh. that record-breaking crowd one week ago Saturday. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to say it, this is the uh, now the <clears throat> fourth year in a row I have not gone to the Big E. I have not gone since, uh, since pre-pandemic times. Thanks. You're missing out on the smells of fried dough and horse dung and being pushed around through a building without being able to see any of the exhibits because you're elbow to elbow with other fairgoers. How do you not want to do that? It, you bring up an excellent point, Steve. But, you know, those are the kinds of indelible memories and uh, post-traumatic uh uh, flashbacks that I have every single time I even think about going to the Big E. And I did think about going. But I also thought about uh, all the other people that were thinking about going, and that's when I said, mm, boy, record attendance. I think I'm going to stay home for this one. And now, four years later, uh, I have not gone back. Now, if I go next year, I'm going to guess, Steve, that mm -hmm. you know, to your point, that there will be like this deluge of memories that just keep rushing through my head. Like it's like I've missed no time at all in, in the four years I have not gone. 
It will be just like I never left. Yeah, it, it doesn't change much from year to year. Well, that was going to be my point. Right. Year over year. Yes. Remember, uh, we went to one of the media parties. They gave us, a, at the media party, they gave us a wooden nickel. This was when it was, uh, how many year? How many years old is this thing? Oh, it was a hundred, it's a hundred and something years old, right? Right. So at the hundredth anniversary, they gave everybody, or maybe it was the 99th one, they gave everybody a wooden nickel in anticipation for next year when you come, yeah. this wooden nickel will be good for a free ticket to the fair. Isn't there an old saying, don't take any wooden nickels? Something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. So if someone's handing you a wooden nickel. Give it to somebody else. I would. Uh, I would think so too. You, yeah. don't, you don't want to. You don't, and I lost the wooden nickel anyway. I never got that free ticket. They all the know. Fair. They all know you're going to lose them. So yeah. They don't have to provide anything for free. Yeah. Well, and, and unless you took a picture of it, you wouldn't know what that wooden nickel was like. So you couldn't counterfeit them. I mean, you could technically call a wooden nickel company. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. Probably. <laughs> Well, they're all in the same section in the yellow pages. Well, they also make other things, too, like uh, keychains and bracelets. You know, uh, again, people people are crazy about the biggie, and, and, and I get it. It's, you know, it's it's fun. It's an annual tradition uh, and, and all of that. Yeah. But it's always the same. It never really changes that much. You know, maybe a trash receptacle will be moved like a quarter of a turn from the previous year. But for the most part... What you had this year was probably the same thing you had 15 years ago. Give or take a couple of things. Like the Ferris wheel, that was a new thing. That front porch thing they had, that was a new thing. But for the most part, you know what? you're I'm, still standing in line for a ShamWow or a Slap Chopper. Here's what always boggles my mind. That handwriting analysis machine. Yes. You, know, you can go put your hand, and they shove it through the machine, and it gives you a printout. They're still using that, like antiquated computer with all the little bells and buttons on it mm-hmm. and then uh it still prints everything up on a dot matrix printer how do they even find ink for those things anymore <laughs> what happens <laughs> if they need parts <laughs> oh here's your analysis Ooh, you're creative i'm gonna go on a limb here and my guess is those things are spit out randomly and have nothing to do with your handwriting. Oh, now you're just talking crazy, Bax. Am I being too cynical? I think you are being too cynical. How do you know that that handwriting analysis machine doesn't know exactly who wrote that and the universe is telling you uh, to continue spending $15 for a steak sandwich I don't, right outside this very building? Right. Now, I don't want to appear uh, <laughs> cynical. That would, that would make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but feel that maybe, maybe, that's just a cash grab. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. About. At the Big E, you rarely ever see that. I'm just saying that maybe that's a possibility. Yeah, my, my fortune got read, and it said, uh, you will be spending extravagant amounts of money on nothing. Oh, and it was right. It happened within minutes of leaving that building. <laughs> you will be standing in line for something you could make at home for virtually free. Yes, you will be tempted to buy a hot tub on the very last day of this fair because it's a deal. <laughs> Concerned about high grass, bra- brush, and trash, the city council in Chicopee is calling for a long-term plan to address ways to beautify the city. Uh, city councilor Robert Zaragowski said, if we want to clean up our city, we have to start by cleaning up our own areas. 
You know, we started talking about this last week where they were cleaning up that uh, that area in downtown. Right. City Council agreed recently that uh, more has to be done to beautify the city and voted unanimously to have its public works subcommittee to discuss a solution that will call for consistent cleaning and mowing to improve the city. Uh, the headline says, Chicopee is starting to look like a trash city. Starting? Come on. We've all known that's been that way for years. Couldn't Chickabee do what it has been doing for many, many years? And that's just to push their trash into Holyoke? Yeah, well, you know, because it's harder to push the trash back over the bridge than it is to, you know. Yeah, I know, but back in many generations ago, it wasn't that difficult just to kind of swing your bags of trash into Holyoke and let them deal with it. Chickabee's efforts come as Mayor uh, Holyoke Mayor Joshua Garcia formed a flex squad initiative aimed at combating blight and enforcing existing city codes and ordinances in the paper city. Uh, teams composed of members of the police, fire, and health and public works departments will also scour city neighborhoods after hours to crack down on scoff laws. You know, I don't know the after hours in Holyoke that the police are really worried about somebody throwing a chunky wrapper on the ground. <laughs> I think that's the least thing they're worried about coming out of somebody's pockets. Probably. Uh, prowling the streets of Holyoke at night. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be nice with a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 59. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 650. And ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 59. Not so nice tomorrow. Sun, uh, rainy and a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Just a few days left for the uh, the Dave Miner Marathon match. As you know, the Mayflower Marathon is going to be at MGM this year. We're looking forward to the change. Should be a really good year. A lot of people are already starting to, uh, to put things together. Uh, now through October 7th, which is this Friday, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements will match all monetary donations made to the Mayflower Marathon online up to $5,000. All you got to do uh, to donate is to go to rock102.com and click on the banner to donate. It's the Dave Miner Mar- Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, I, I'm going to tell you that in the next few weeks, you're going to really start hearing us uh, talk about the Mayflower Marathon Big time. The uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be involved. The Mass Mutual Center is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are starting to really starting to ramp up their efforts. So you're going to hear a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. I just want to warn you, we may be talking about it immensely and endlessly as we get closer to November. Immensely. Oh, yeah. Big time. But it's going to be a, a huge deal. Huge deal this year. Well, I gotta, you know, we talked about this before about everybody who's been stepping up. Some of the stuff that the uh, the Thunderbirds are doing uh, for us at the Mayflower Marathon, yeah, it's very exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. It's stuff we can't really talk about not yet, yet, but because uh, we'll they haven't there. even started their season yet. That's not until the 15th. Although they got some preseason games at the end of the week, but uh, but yeah, we'll be talking to Nate Costa in more specific detail about uh, the, the Mayflower Marathon and some of the other partnerships that we've gotten into that uh, we have never had the opportunity to do before. So we're real excited. Um, you know, I was, uh, telling you last week, I had a buddy who lives down in, uh, in Florida and, uh, nobody had heard from him since, you know, he posted something on Wednesday on Facebook and that was it. This is the, your friend that lived 10 miles inland? Yeah. About 10 miles inland in the, uh, in the city of Northport, uh, Florida, which got hammered, hammered. So of course everybody who's like, knows this guy was like, I don't think he made it. 
there's no way. You know, but he wrote an update yesterday. It says, uh, hey, everyone, we're okay. He was at his mother's living facility where they have internet and cell, no water, no electricity, no intercart, uh, no internet or cell service uh, at his house. He was able to, you know, do all this from this living facility thing. 180 mile an hour hurricane. He had just put a metal roof installed on his house and garage back in the back in the fall last year. House stood the test of time. Wow. Four hours of pounding wind and rain, and the house... Uh, stay- now, all of his what, neighbors are... The whole neighborhood's uh, gone. But what does that say about the construction quality uh, they got with that roof and those windows? That's pretty damn good. That's I would say that's terrific. Yeah. He said he had an RV boat canopy that blew over the house uh, behind him, uh, landed on the house across the street in his entranceway, plus one leg, th- one leg through his roof. So the roof did get somewhat damaged, but still... Stood the test of time. Yeah. That, that's modern uh, ingenuity right there. You see some of the pictures of uh, Fort Myers? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Unbelievable. This this, uh, this Sanibel Island in um, in Florida, which is off the coast. It's like near Fort Myers. It's off the coast of Fort Myers. It's gone. It's it's not that it's gone. It's just destroyed. The, all of the homes there, there was houses on fire that you can't get to. The bridges completely washed out to the island if you're... Stuck out there, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a it's a pretty nasty, nasty thing, and and that whole area is it's going to take years and years for it to be built back up. Senator uh, Marco Rubio yesterday said that uh, that that the beach at Fort Myers is no longer in existence, and you look at the pictures of it yeah. about what it used to be and what yeah. it is now. Wow, I, I mean, you, you, I don't even know how you. I don't know how you recover from something like that when the the the, the pounding erosion of that of that beautiful beach yeah. has just destroyed everything. I remember going to New Jersey about three years after Sandy Hurricane Sandy, yeah, and how that coastline got destroyed, and there was all these homes that got washed away, and you know because of the storm surges and everything. And I'm sitting there having breakfast in this restaurant, and the guy was telling me, he's like, yeah, you know what? These people are all rebuilding, but the problem is it's going to happen again. Like, eventually, that coastline, you have to build back from the water. These yeah. people are just defying <clears throat> logic and pushing, hey, let's just put sand out here and uh, build our home on stilts. Like, eh, you really shouldn't be doing that. Um. Well, I mean... <laughs> There's a there's a certain logic to having things on stilts. I mean, if if there's a big surge, then the you know you're not going to ruin your house completely unless it gets knocked over on the stilts. But I, like I, it, like in the Outer Banks in, in in North Carolina, yeah, you got all those those beach houses all on all elevated, yeah. But the roads to you know some of those towns out there, you know, get washed out every year. I mean, they're rebuilding roads every time there's a hurricane. When I was a kid, was it we were in uh, Bermuda with the Boy Scouts? Did ever tell you about this? You went to the Bermuda with the Boy Scouts? How cool is that, huh? Learn more about you every day. Oh, I'm I'm a whole bag yeah. of mystery. But uh, all their houses, because you know Bermuda gets nailed all the time right. with tropical storms and hurricanes. Um, all their houses are built out of concrete, thick concrete, so that when it comes to these major storms, they don't have to rebuild their houses. And very rarely do those houses get washed yeah. away. If they get washed away, it's usually because what's below the house yeah. gets washed away. But for the most part, all those buildings withstand the punishment of those storms. Right. Pretty but again, re- you know, th- we're talking in Fort Myers. 
the coast is gone. Yeah. Like the, the area is gone. It just got swept away. It's crazy. Um, but I wanted to read this to you real quick because uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, when they had the uh, hurricane, yep. the, the, their Twitter, the police department's Twitter page releases a picture of this boat kind of hung up on a sandbar. And it says, a boat has washed on shore near William Street. And do not go near the boat. It is extremely dangerous. The information we have is that no one is on board. Do not go near the boat. So, of course, all these people start responding going, well, that's it. I'm going near the boat. (laughs) (laughs) But because it's like, why why this particular boat? Like, there's all this other stuff washing up on the shore, but this particular boat, do not go near the boat. If you tell me not to do something, I'm going to want to do it even more. One of the better comments was, hey, I'm near the boat right now. Like you said, we're trying to build a bonfire, but the ocean keeps washing the logs away. We're thinking about building a second boat so we have a place to have fires. (laughs) Please help. Scott Cohen, I'm coming up moments from now at 657 at Rock 102. Fall is here. And so is the Big Bonk and Smoke. The Big Bonk and Smoke. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I'm hardly the sort of fellow that's going to shove a painful overtime loss to the Green Bay Packers into anyone's face, because that would be shameless, and I simply don't play that way. However... I would be remiss if I didn't say that in spite of that thrilling come-from-behind overtime Green Bay victory, I think the Patriots fans have learned some very valuable lessons in losing to Green Bay 27-24 in that action-packed football contest. Among those things would be this. The Bailey Zappi era of the New England Patriots has finally begun. And frankly, he's the most promising and exciting new quarterback the Patriots have had since Tom Brady. Sure, everybody was ready for Brian Hoyer to finally get his chance after 14 years of holding Tom Brady's coat, but that was not to be as Brian left the game with a possible concussion in the first quarter. While I'm sure many people worried what this 23-year-old youngster would do in a situation like this, I have to say the young man showed a pretty good deal of poise under enormous pressure not to screw things up. He went 10 for 15, passed for 99 yards with one touchdown. Tom Brady didn't get a touchdown during his first game as a starter with the Patriots, of course, Brady did finish that game with 168 yards and also walked off with a win against Peyton Manning and the Colts. But why crap on this young man's parade? He practically nearly beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Listen, in my opinion, Bailey Zappi could have been a whole lot worse. And that's why every Patriots fan should be delighted if he winds up getting the start this weekend against the Detroit Lions. Because not, not even a rookie with a crappy quarterback rating is going to walk out of that game with a loss because the Lions are pure trash, and this kid shows a little bit of promise. All you need now is another backup quarterback or the incredible recoveries of two other quarterbacks you have, and you should be all set for your second win of the season. Now, don't you feel better already? I know I certainly do. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there's a reason that October is Fire Safety Month. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are all firing up. Go to Rockies for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and fire extinguishers. Get instant savings with your Ace Rewards cards. Fires happen. Protect yourself. Go to Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Max. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's class. Careful now. Rock 102 at 710. 
and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy and a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. My goodness, I hardly know where to begin. <laughs> where do we start? Scott Cohen is uh, in the studio. It's great to see you today. Hey, it's great to see you, too. You got your uh, Packer green and yellow on. You're goddamn right. Got to support the team. Yeah, you do you, have you to gotta, support you gotta, the team. Uh, you got to be on it. Um, um, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the Bailey Zappi uh, era of the Green of the New England Patriots has begun. You know, it, it, that's a, it's really the crazy thing about sports. Um, so Bailey Zappi, it's it sounds it, that sounds like a it, it sounds like a cartoon character. It sounds like Zippy the Pinhead. Zippy the Z- Zippy the Pinhead's slightly smarter brother. Yeah, exactly. First cousin, you know, <laughs> once removed. So if you, I mean, I think really, um, you know, most pe- I think most people who who follow the Patriots follow them. You know, they think they're Patriots fans, but once you go, you know, once you get to the second tier of the roster. Oh yeah, I know that guy. I know that you get to the third dude. You know, you don't know who these people are. No. If you said if you said his name at ten thirty on Sunday morning, ninety nine percent of the people, even Patriot fans, would not know who he was. And then all of a sudden, you know, this bolt of lightning happens, and Brian Hoyer hits the deck, and then this guy trots out a fourth-round pick from Western Kentucky, and all of a sudden, he's our guy. You know, the thing that's pretty remarkable about it is, okay, he's a 23-year-old kid. Probably had no expectations that he was going to play. Brian Hoyer no. you know, was going was to get in there, get you know, finally get the snaps that he sure. finally deserved. You know, And, you know, it was 14 years in the league, seven different teams. You would have thought that this would have been Brian, uh, Brian Hoyer's day. And the, and, the, and, the, and the big injury already happened to Mac Jones. So, right. And no one's thinking that, again, lightning's not going to strike twice. But if you look at the stats... You have to ignore what those numbers say because even with a quarterback rating as low as it is for 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 Zappy, this kid nearly beat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. He totally did. And you know, I mean, you can say what the hell you want. He was throwing passes with confidence. He may not have had people receiving those passes, but that was mostly a running game. Oh, and and frankly, it was you know to the wire. Yeah, he uh, he uh, played pretty well. He. Uh, Completed 10 of 15 pass attempts from 99 uh, yards. And you're a such a big, However, fat phony. He definitely had some rookie mistakes where he held on to the ball too long. One of them ended up being a fumble. That didn't sure. hurt the Patriots. Yeah, just like you holding on to your balls too long. Had a pack, uh, pick six mm-hmm. on an uh, ensuring drive. And taking a few of the sacks late was uh, crushing for how New England's chances down the stretch. How do you do it? How do I do what? How do, how do you do it? The dude's a total pro. Did you just hear what he said? That this was is a, like, that was spot on analysis, buddy, right you know there, what? Scotty. <clears throat> I know we're all part of a team here. But, yeah, buddy, he's your gorilla man. You just got to sweep around. It's, I don't know what you're talking about. It, I think he did a marvelous job, Steve. It's tough to perform in the situation oh he was in, but Zappy handled himself very well. I, I drove mean, we, eighteen we'll miles. We'll see if he has a chance to build on that performance next week when, with Jones uh, still mm. nursing his ankle injury and Hoyer in concussion protocol, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a humdinger. Now, Scott, <laughs> he brings up a good point. He brings up a very good what, point. What point was that? Who backs up Zappy next week? They're gonna have to sign somebody. They're gonna have. They're gonna have to go out, and they're gonna have to sign someone off somebody's practice squad, mm-hmm. or they're gonna they're they're gonna have to find somebody who's who can walk around, chew gum, and and knows his name, 
and and right now, and we'll probably find out today. I, and it'll be somebody, chances are, that you never heard of before. Well, I don't know. And he's one you know, car accident away from being their starting quarterback I, I think, all I over again. Cam Newton's got plenty of uh, free time in his hands. He does, but I, I was reading an article about that overnight, and um, N- N- Newton kind of pooped on the Patriots pretty loudly on his way out. I'm not. I don't know whether he's gonna. He's on the short list or not. Yes, but in desperate times, in desperate times, you, call for a desperate measure. Absolutely. So anyway, back back to the game. After th- thank you for the the uh, stirring. I was in analysis. The game. I don't know what you mean back to the game, but go uh, ahead. That'll be fine. Um, so Bailey Zappi comes off the bench, plays great, almost beats you know uh, one of the Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. With all due respect, on Lambeau Field, all all of that stuff, you know, all rolled into one. Green Bay had to rally to win the game, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's like in um, in overtime. Here's why. Here's as many good things as the Patriots did yesterday. Here's why things are still problematic, and you know we're not sitting here punching our tickets for the for the postseason just yet new england had the ball at midfield in overtime and they couldn't get themselves a a a one first down to get into field goal range and even even when they had third and five the play calling was was crappy and even at fourth four and fourth and five Mm -hmm. they should have gone for it and and even if they didn't make it green bay still had to go 60 yards to to get a touchdown it was just not it was a similar situation last year uh during the cowboys game when they punted it in a situation and lost See? on a touchdown on yeah, the ensuing right. drive exactly See, See, you've crystallized you were... my thoughts eloquently this conservative as usual. play calling is, what the hell is going on it's with ridiculous Bel- belichick has gotten <laughs> belichick's gotten conservative in his in his old age they they had an opportunity to uh to to really put you know Put the pressure on Green Bay again, and, and they did. Scott, didn't. he's had to. He's had to. He doesn't have the kind of players that he used to have, say, 10 years ago. He doesn't. Well, whose fault is that? Well, ultimately, it's his. Yeah, ultimately, it's his. Yeah, but he knows that, you know, that those those days of those powerhouse rosters may never come again. I mean, that's those those teams were built on, you yeah. know, a, a lot of different opinions and a lot of different uh, kinds of analysis, and, you know, Teams don't necessarily continue playoff runs they for don't. twenty straight years. They don't. I'm on this, you know, uh, seven or eight guy text thread, like like a lot of us are, and we were going back. And all big football fans, we were going back and forth yesterday. You know, the bottom line of the game is is that you you have to you have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, it was it it was a great game to watch. You know, they came this close. All of a sudden. Instead of, you know, I don't know, listen, Mac, Mac Jones, with all due respect, he wasn't exactly setting the world on fire either. He might not have ended up being the franchise quarterback. Now we've got this kid that everybody, you know, is excited about, not necessarily to make the playoffs, but you're going to tune in to watch the Patriots again next week. Well, so here's here's the bigger question, because, you know, you had Hoyer going out with a with a head injury. Yep, another head injury a in head the injury. league. And then, you know, last week, in the, cor- in the span of five days – You've got Tua in in Miami, you know, getting clocked in the coconut twice, you know, the, the, on Sunday and again on Thursday, and people are starting to say, to really question the NFL's protocols. Protocol for concussions. Yes. They they fired the doctor that let him go back into the game on yep. Sunday, yep. and then he gets drilled on on Thursday, and people are saying, hey, why was this? Why was he even allowed to be playing 
at all. Right. I don't, you know, it, it's like you know, no player is going to take themselves out and say, hey, you know, I got Fair a concussion, concussion I want to play. Nope. But they're really not in the position to make the proper decision, and nope. doctors should be. And if they're, if they're failing to do that, you know, that puts this whole game in jeopardy. So, and here's the thing about Tua. You know, he he's their franchise quarterback. He's one of the big names in the league. And, you know, and, and, and Baxi, even even though he, you know, he was probably on some sort of very thin margin to be allowed back to play again. I think any anybody with half a brain would say, even even if he even if he just cleared the protocol, why are you taking a franchise player like that and risking um, a, a long term thing? He should have never ever been back in that game on Thursday night, and now all of a sudden, you know. It, we're all talking about the concussion protocol again, and this is what it takes. We, you know, when somebody, when a quarterback gets hurt, a name player gets hurt, it's front page news, and then it starts to fade a little bit, and then everybody gets lax and lazy, and then all of a sudden it takes a guy risking, you know, not only his NFL career but but also his future health to have us talk about it again. There's a lot of holes in the NFL concussion protocol. Um, this whole Aaron Judge thing, I'm starting to think this guy's somewhat of a fraud. Where's number 62? We're all waiting for it. Yeah, we are waiting for it. I, I just, I don't think any, I don't think any pitcher wants to, you know, be the one to, to give up the home run. You know, no matter, you get on, you know, you figure it, you get on the rubber chicken circuit for the rest of your life and you are in some way, shape or form. Think of all the golf tournaments these players are playing in. And do you really want to be introduced as the guy who gave up uh, Aaron Judge's 62nd home run? No, they're not giving giving him anything to, to swing at, but he's got four games left. Um, I, I, I'd like to think that he's going to, going to get it. Um, but he, even if he doesn't, 61 is, is a great accomplishment but he's going to miss the triple crown by an eyelash because I don't think he's going to win the batting title. And even coming that close and all of those home runs, he's not going to be the American League MVP. Otani? Shoei Otani from the Angels is. It, think, think about that. You, you almost win the triple crown. You set the American League all-time home run record, and you're not going to be the MVP. You know, I, it's hard to argue with you. Otani is 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 unbelievable. Buddy, the other night he almost had a no hitter, no hitter into the eighth Good. inning. Um, strikes yeah. out, strikes out ten. He's got the longest hitting <clears throat> current hitting streak in baseball now. Fourteen games. The guy's he's he's a friggin' beast. And meanwhile, Aaron Judge is like, oh, what am I supposed to do with these millions of dollars that I have? And I didn't get the MVP award. Oh, my life is over. <laughs> well, you know, not getting not getting sixty two isn't going to make a whole lot of difference when it comes to redoing his contract. It's, that's for sure. It's not. Otani, oh, I guess he signed a contract. He uh, avoided arbitration, and he's going to make thirty million dollars next year so that's a lot of that's a big you know pile of money to fall back on and judge is going to get his money but i mean just from a baseball standpoint the fact that you you almost do something that hasn't been done in two generations and you're not you're not going to win the mvp award Hey, uh, real quick, uh, I, we talked last week about this that documentary about Nolan Ryan. Have you seen this? I have not, but I know of it. 
Yeah, I highly recommend that you watch this. You would love you would love that. Why would I love it, Steve? Well, because it's it's uh, it's a great story about uh, you know Nolan Ryan. He was such a good guy on top of being you know the best at what he was doing. Oh my God, yeah. it's um, it's just like you. I know. I didn't know you <laughs> had know. so much in common I, with Nolan he, Ryan. Well, he loves Jeez. he loves baseball. I, he I like, does. I like good stories too. Sure. I, and and he, he was one of these guys that you would think that would have this arrogance to him like oh i'm i'm just a you know n- none of these little peons me anything no he he really put his heart and soul into that game yeah most and, you know and most um most of uh, most pro athletes are are like that but obviously they don't they don't rise to the to yeah. the level of somebody like him we're not you know you're not no. doing a documentary on the second baseman for <laughs> no, the 62 no. mets but uh, no just he, something just something to put on your uh, your little netflix uh, fair emotion. enough I've got Netflix. Yeah, All I right. bet you do. Yeah. When you know, you and the girl are chilling, you can watch. Yeah, I, uh, it should, the, I can watch Netflix yeah. and chill. Yeah. 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 Wait, what, what, what girl wouldn't want to cuddle oh, up her man hey, and watch a Nolan Ryan documentary? Hey, Scott, you know what turns me on? A guy who can pitch really. I know. Show me a guy and, with with seven yeah. no hitters, and you've got me all yeah. night long. I'd like you to serve me a steady diet of fastballs, if you don't mind. And you're you're the kind of guy that likes to watch other guys take it on the chin too. All right. Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you guys, you bet. Good to see you. It's uh, 723 with Bax Nagel and Scott Cohen on Rock 102. G. Springfield's Classic Rock at 728 and The Doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You want me to talk? How do I follow that? The Doors? Yeah, how do well, I follow Jim Morrison like that? Uh, okay, well, that's uh, great classic rock every and every day. <clears throat> yes, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Blown away. Yes. It's uh, it's going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of 59. It's 47 in downtown Springfield. Hey, if you missed that great conversation with Scott Cohen that we had just minutes uh, ago, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, a new episode of Baxi's musical podcast today. Uh, my guest, Angelo Moore from the band Fishbone and Brand New Step. Uh, Fishbone, the greatest live band that I have ever, ever seen in my entire lifetime. Cool conversation. You can find that also on rock102.com. All right. Sounds All right. good. There you have it. News is next to Rock 102. Let's get real. 731 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, traffic alert. Eat road hug. That's how I do that. I know. Uh, there's something going on on I-91 southbound by exit 27. That's the uh, the Hatfield exit. It is a it is a parking lot right now because we don't know what's going on. Uh, this particular person said it took them 20 minutes to get off the highway, but they're forcing all three lanes uh, because people try to illegally use the breakdown lane as the lane to get off exit 27. Ah. So that's causing even more of a backup there. So if you're heading south. On I-91 towards Hatfield, you might want to think about not doing that. Unless uh, you're already in it, then you're screwed. I don't know what else to Well, to if uh, all three lanes of traffic are a parking lot, then my guess is it's something pretty bad. Uh, Longmeadow police recognize one of their canines, a German shepherd named Kai, after the dog proved instrumental in a recent home break-in investigation. Kai and his handler responded to the scene days later, and despite time and recent rain, canine Kai was still able to recover the items. The dog's handler, Officer Amanda von Buskirk. Amanda von Buskirk? That sounds made up. That doesn't sound real. No. Amanda. Amanda von Buskirk (laughs) said Kai's nose led them to the Adams, but it's their teamwork and bond that contributes to their success. Officer Amanda von Buskirk 
It's a great John Hausman name. Amanda Von Buskirk. And Kai have been together for seven years to become the dynamic duo they are today. They went through weeks of schooling and training. And uh, she said, he works harder than any officer here, and he did a phenomenal job. Can you imagine that? What a blow to the rest of your cops. Yeah, boy. They, they, hey, he works more than one of these rest of these guys around here. Different union. Yeah. And all he wants is a biscuit at the end of the day. <laughs> Whereas all these other cops want to go to the Knights of Columbus. Western Mass News spoke with Von Buskirk about her recent task that gave the pair the opportunity to utilize their skills. On Saturday, police responded to a break-in that was in progress on Converse Street in Longmeadow. Two suspects involved were arrested, but the homeowner was still missing several items. In five days and some rainy weather later, Von Buskirk and Kai went to the scene to check it out. We had been off for a few days, and we weren't really sure if we'd be able to find uh, anything, but there's re- really no time, real time frame scientifically that says how long odors stay on the object. You know, you, you think about the training that these dogs go through yeah. to do this kind of work. Or, or different, you know, like bomb sniffing dogs or cadaver dogs, you know, whatever it is, you know, when you think about what they're capable of, I mean, they're in some ways you got to say, you know what, they're better than us. Yeah, they are. They're they're willing to do jobs that, that none of us would want to do. Would you want to be a cadaver? A cadaver dog? A cadaver guy? No. If I was a canine in Lo- or in uh, Longmeadow. I'd be like, uh, I'd be like hanging out at that Alex's Bagel Shop. Yeah, I'm like, mm, everything. I, smell I mean, everything. most dogs in uh, in Lawmet are like Chihuahuas that are being held in like purses and stuff like that. Uh, but I believe it's pronounced Chihuahua. It could be. Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying I really know how to pronounce uh, <clears throat> the language, but you know, it's it's just true. I mean, uh, as a guy, you wouldn't want to be going out sniffing uh, cars for for drugs or cadavers i mean that just wouldn't be uh, something you'd be good at but a dog a dog will sniff out anything yeah but i'm saying if i was the dog yeah but let's say you're I not a dog let's just say you're just a, a normal everyday human being mm-hmm. you know, hypothetically you know you couldn't do that kind of work you wouldn't want to do that kind of work this for a dog this is like this is like the coolest job you could have Ooh. every other dog in the neighborhood's jealous of a guy like you i smell a body I'm going to get it. Right. Yeah. Well, this guy, uh, this this one uh, sniffed out some jewelry. Like all these other dogs are sniffing like kibbles and bits. Meanwhile, this one's you know sniffing out like uh, you know you know fentanyl pills. How does a dog cleanse its palate after uh, sniffing items that were unfavorable? It licks its groin. Oh, oh, yeah. It clears it right up. Yeah, it's not like a like a high priced restaurant where you have like a bit of sorbet and a small spoon or a chocolate to <laughs> cleanse the palate. <laughs> right. It's not, nothing like yeah. that. A uh, police officer working a detail in Westfield was uh, hit by a truck on Sunday night. According to the Westfield police, the accident happened around 8 p.m. and the officer was working a detail at the time of the incident, which occurred at the intersection of Elm and Orange Streets. Uh, The officer is in stable condition and uh, the incident is still under investigation. A house fire was reported at 65 Stewart Street in Springfield on Sunday night. When 22 news crews arrived, they saw multiple police, fire, and EMT crews attending to the fire in the home and providing medical attention to the family. Well, the 22 news crews did all that? Or they just saw all that? They saw all that. They didn't get too deeply involved. Oh, my God, it was crazy. We pulled up on the scene, and they wouldn't let us go any further. And then we had our cameras zoom in. And guess what we saw? Guess. Uh, Cop stuff. Lots of cop stuff and police tape that said, don't cross. And then there was an ambulance taking a body away. It was crazy. Did you see sirens? 
We saw all kinds of sirens. It was all over the place. It was a flashy lights. And then one of our other crew members, he's got epilepsy, and he couldn't look at those lights, and he started having a seizure in the back of the news crew van. It was crazy. Now, you're just making that up, right? I am making that up. All right, good. But I can see that happening. Sure. You can see bringing one of these delicate interns to a 22 news crew scene. And then uh, one of the inter- they find out he has epilepsy because right. of all the flashing lights. <sighs> Bad place to find out you got a problem. That's right. Uh, three people were inside of the home at the time of the fire, but are currently uh, there was no reported injuries. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte told 22 News that the fire started in the basement of the home. The Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad is investigating the cause, but it did start in the basement. They were able to confine the damage to the basement. There was very minimal extension uh, extension into the first floor, but the house did suffer water damage in the basement. In the basement and smoke damage on the first and second floor, but the basement is where we were focused on. Gotcha. Why were they so focused on uh, telling the press that everything was in the basement so many times? <laughs> There's no basement at the Alamo. <laughs> There's no basement on Stewart Street. No. And the curtain came down on Sunday night at the well-attended 17-day 2022 Big E season. But to most fairgoers, there's something uh, fairgoers, there's something quite special about attending that final day of the fair. Mm-hmm. The chill in the air did nothing to discourage the final day fairgoers who would be added to more than the one and a half million visitors highlighted by that record-breaking crowd one week ago Saturday. Now, on the final day, for 17 days of this, do they cut the prices on like uh, any of the food items that are just going to be tossed in the trash at the end of this? Mm. Like, if you went like in like the last hour, like the final hour of the yeah. Big E, and you say, you know, hey, listen, this uh, this $12 sandwich, yeah. I'd be happy to take it off your hands for like 7 my uh, my brother was famous for doing that at the end of the New York State Fair. And did it work? The very last day, towards the end of the night, like mm-hmm. around 7 or 8 o'clock, because the place closes up at 10, he'd be walking around going, oh, you know, come on, uh, last day of the fair, uh, you can give me that for five bucks. Did and it work? They would, yeah. They really? would, yeah. Well, you got to think, they're going to throw most of that stuff away anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just gonna, it's just going to go to waste. You know, at, at the very least, in the last hour, last 45 minutes, you could pack down the... Uh, the old uh, chow hole pretty heavily if you were uh, if you're willing to have to haggle. Oh, absolutely. Um, why not get a deal on? It? Maybe that steak sandwich would be cut in half to seven dollars. That London of- broil sandwich. Yeah, it was fifteen bucks, dude. <laughs> Am I crazy? A of- that's a lot of money for a sandwich. That's a crazy amount of money for a steakum. It's better than a steakum. It's better than a steakum, but it's not like you know you're getting quality prime beef out of that thing you know every time i've ever had a steakum you know what i say in my head what i wish i had waited around for something better than a steakum yeah i i, I feel the same way. you know unless I mean? i'm maybe stoned at two o'clock in the morning and then there's nothing better than a steakum uh, cooked on a that's a last resort meal right there um yeah that's i would a, think that's, so it's the last thing you have when everything else in the house is gone Uh, Florida is already dealing with enough. No need to pile on like this. A 59-year-old woman named Terry Lynn Johns got arrested on Saturday for pulling a gun on two people waiting in line for gas. She thought the two women in the car were trying to cut in front of her, so she pulled out a gun and pointed it at them. It happened in Fort Myers, which took the direct hit from the hurricane uh, last Wednesday, so obviously people are on edge. Turned out they weren't actually trying to cut, though. There were several cars and 
They were just trying to turn around. Police arrested Terry for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and posted her mugshot on Facebook with a warning. They said behavior like that will not be tolerated, but especially not during a state of emergency. So it's not as bad if you do it not during a state of emergency. Uh, I think if you're behaving like a jerk in times of tough times, uh, you look it, it's bad. Well, you remember when, uh, you obviously remember when we had that snowstorm here uh, about 11 years ago. Sure. And it knocked out power for almost over a week in some places. Some places even two weeks. Right. There were uh, there was some pretty, uh, you know, heated fights, arguments going on at local gas pumps, the ones that were open, the ones that finally were able to get generators and... And open up to the public. Again. It's it's funny how like when uh, when something like that first happens, everybody's very neighborly, always looking to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, always looking to do the the kind thing, the humanitarian thing. But then after like a like a week or so of inconvenience, that's when it all starts to turn. That's when it goes down. That's when we start becoming like human beings again, as opposed to you know kind individuals looking to help humanity. Because everybody else realizes, hey, I'm part of this too. This is affecting me as yeah, well. Right. This listen, isn't just affecting this guy. Listen, I helped you last week, but I'm about to brain you over the head with this gas pump that you're wasting time with. You know, here's a, speaking of gas pumps, you know that drives me nuts? When people go to Costco or BJ's or even the Stop and Shop gas things, and there's only one lane, you, there's only, it's a one way. Right. You can't go opposite directions in that, in that gas port. A lot of people don't realize that the hose will extend. Those are longer hoses than most gas pumps. The hose will extend to the other side of the vehicle. And you see people, like, waiting in line for 15 minutes because their tank is on the right side of the car and they have to wait because that's, that's how their car is set up. You don't have to do that. You can go to any one of those lanes and yeah, but pull we're so, in. And we're, then, we're so conditioned to believe that you got to go on the side of your gas tank. Well, you know what? Because most most gas stations don't have the extended hose. Even with my, uh, my big truck there, I can still fit that hose across the back of it and pump it up with no issues whatsoever. So stop waiting in line. Let the line flow. Go in. Use that extended hose. See, now th- that's not going to be a problem anymore because I told people about it. Yeah. See, that. thankfully that's true. You know, when we went I'm to solving B- problems left and right here, Bax. I know. I know. Yeah, when we went to BJ's on Saturday, we gassed up. Yeah. All right? And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too long. The line for the gas was not nearly as long as the line for Chick-fil-A across the street. Yeah, well, that's always an issue. Here's the amazing part. Chick-fil-A lines around the block for a, you know, a crummy chicken sandwich. Down the street, there's McDonald's. There's one car in the drive-thru. Well, you should go to McDonald's instead. If I were in, if the only way to get my uh, my feed on was to wait in a line for a half an hour to get a chicken sandwich, dude, I'm gonna get out of that line as fat the moment I can. I'm gonna go to McDonald's. There's no waiting. There's also a Popeyes nearby there too. Oh, you're right. Chicken. That's the chicken sandwich that everybody's going crazy. I'd rather go there, frankly. And then uh, Chick-fil-A, they still have the uh, the person sitting outside in the little tent. I saw I, that the one day. I didn't see that. That was only a couple of months ago. Somebody sitting outside in a tent at the drive-thru. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't see anybody in a tent or anybody outside. Like, I just saw this like enormous double line of cars trying to get into Chick-fil-A. Well, they have the greeter there. That's the, the Everybody's going for that greeter. 
I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's a fine sandwich. I'm not uh, complaining about the food. Just that, you know, it's not that great where it requires a length. It's like the baked potato with the, the Big E. The first time I had Chick Fil A was about 12 years ago when we went down to Florida and we're like, oh, Chick Fil A, let's go try Chick Fil A. No big deal. No, I don't know why this was such a all the hype around. Yeah, this. why why am I sitting in this lengthy line for? A chicken sandwich. I don't know. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 58. 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 751 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. going to be sunny, breezy, and nice today with a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 59. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Big Bonk and Smoke returns to the log cabin this Wednesday, and tickets are still on sale. Come and join uh, with a, uh, for a great night of beautiful views off the side of Mount Tom. We'll throw in a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, an event t-shirt from GG Inks, Inc., from GG Inks Custom Printing, and the food will be fabulous, as it always is at the Log Cabin. Details and tickets are still available at rock102.com. Cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You've got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke this Wednesday at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. The Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Behold the Bax and Nagel Radio Benchmark, which begins right now. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Say nice, short and sweet. Very short, very sweet. Almost too sweet. It's not that sweet. Are you sure? Yeah. Hey, uh, Albert Pujols continues to thrill crowds before retirement. He gave his fans one more homer and tied a classic record in his final regular season home game yesterday in St. Louis. Here is the uh, the call. The 0-1. Albert lifts it in the air out to center. Going back Reynolds at the wall. He's done it. He's done it. His final regular season home game, number 702. He's tied the game. He's tied Babe Ruth. And runs batted in 2,214. Damn! You know how, like, uh, in at Fenway, they've got the pesky pole? Yeah. Do you think, uh, you think they're going to build the pool hole uh, out there in the uh, outfield one of these days? Yes. To celebrate his uh, many accomplishments? That sounds a little dirty. I don't think why'd so. You, why'd you go put it in the poo hole? That's it. Oh, he yeah. plunked it right in the poo hole. Yeah. That would be great baseball right yeah. there. Did you touch poo hole when you were out there? I touched them all, coach. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Clip number two. <laughs> Even though uh, Sinead O'Connor's biggest hit is Nothing Compares to You, and her new documentary is called Nothing Compares, you won't even hear the song in the documentary about her. <laughs> Here's why. Prince wrote it, and his estate won't allow the use of the song. His half-sister says, with the beginning pun, nothing compares to Prince's live version with Rosie Gaines, featured on his uh, Hits 1 album, and we're re-releasing it on vinyl on November 4th, so screw you. Uh, There you go. But would the song have been as popular if Sinead O'Connor didn't do it? No. No, So then why would you not let somebody that made the song what it is and brought attention to it. Because the estate is trying to manage every part of his catalog. Here's examples. And that's why. Here's examples of both versions, in case you forgot. All right. Nothing compares. Nothing compares. 
Yeah, you know, it's... She's talented. But, uh... Which one? This uh, Rosie Gaines. Oh, yeah. But, uh... I just don't feel like... Like I like I want to see a picture of the Pope written up, uh, ripped up. Like like I like if I, if I hear Sinead O'Connor's version, I want to see that sacrilegious moment happen where she tears a picture of the Pope up. The uh, the review I saw on that documentary mm-hmm. was that once you see it, you'll almost want to write a letter of apology for for uh, trashing Sinead O'Connor. It's like we owe her an apology because the woman's been through a hellacious life uh, you know, life story. With remarkable talent. Yeah. She, I mean, you know, I mean, say what you want about her, but man, that woman could sing. I never had a problem with her. No, actually, I, re- I really actually liked Sinead O'Connor a lot. I remember uh, I got guff years ago mm-hmm. when I wrote on Facebook that uh, when she had that mental breakdown and nobody could find her, and I said, nobody could find her. It's been seven hours and 15 days. <laughs> and then I was chastised for making fun of somebody who had a mental illness. Yeah. Well, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? Uh, on last week tonight with John Oliver, they did a supercut of QVC name dropping the death of the queen to sell various things like shoes, diamonds, and lastly, Isaac Mizari. How do you say that? Isaac Mazari? How do you say that? I, uh, Mizrai? Uh, okay, sure. Whatever. And his calf leather riding boots. The beautiful Queen Elizabeth just passed, but she actually wore part. Um, and her sister on a trip to Africa. Because of the passing of the queen, how we have kind of returned to the look of diamonds. Look how rich that purple is. <gasps> I mean, you know, we're thinking oh. about the queen right now in England, and I think what's so gorgeous, when you look at this royal purple, there is an elegance to this. Did you see that thing about Queen Elizabeth too? She had someone who wore her shoes before she wore them because they broke them in, right? Oh. And she never had an uncomfortable shoe in her entire life. Well, guess what? You do not need someone to break these shoes in. And they can be yours for the low, low cost of $299. You know, QVC does seem like the kind of place that would use the death of the queen in order to hawk some of their crap that they have on there. <laughs> for the next hour, that $299 will give you only $150 I, I used for to the wor- next hour. You know, I once worked with a guy who was a radio host. Yes. And uh, he was like, he got this job. He would, did. It was one of those uh, talent search things. He wound up getting to be a QVC host. Wow. And then uh, getting moved all the way to Pennsylvania where they film all the QVC stuff. And he was uh, was very cocky about that job. Can you blame him? He he, he, I'm going to be making (laughs) $76,000. And I have a contract to sell QVC items from midnight to 5 a.m. Wow. Yeah. What's he doing now? Not selling things yeah. from midnight to to five a.m. See, I, I, t- I it's just me. I've it's a, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I've I've never won a prize like that to be the QVC <laughs> host and then be cocky about it. Well, too. maybe someday you'll get your chance, Steve. Yeah, you never know. And uh, there you go. That's now here. This on Rock One Hundred Two. It's uh, seven fifty eight. Fall is here, and so Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twelve. Queen with David Bowie. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be nice today, sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy and a high of 58. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. It is time now for another edition of Am, Am I, I the, the A-Hole? A-Hole? Oh, we really don't have anything. That, you know, uh, we need to have something. Boost that up. You know, it's just a matter of uh, 
having an interest in trying to put something like that together. <laughs> well, I mean, we should have like uh, an an interest. We should try something. Well, they they tell us, you know, the, the powers that be want that. Oh, you should have a, like an intro for this. Yeah. Uh, I just did. I just said it very smoothly. We've it's had smooth uh, silk. we've had a lot of suggestions from the power to be over the last uh, twelve months, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so well, everything's worked out great. Everything's yeah. worked out terrific. It's working out fine just now. Uh, anyway, uh, am I the a hole? For lying to my girlfriend about the pizza I made was gluten-free. My girlfriend, 24, uh, works as a model, and she has an incredibly strict diet. Virtually, she eats uh, organic and gluten-free, so it makes it difficult to cook for her. We take turns cooking for each other. At first, I tried to look on the bright side and appreciate the fact that this would get me to eat healthier, but there are so many times... I can eat salads and sushi for dinner. Last week, I was at my breaking point and decided to make some homemade pizza. I'm Italian. Always oh, one of those guys. I see. Yeah. Oh, my people. I'm going to make it a pizza. Uh, now, now I have uh, made gluten-free versions before, but I find it tastes so gross, so I went with the regular white flour. The original plan was for me to eat a bit of pizza while she was out and make us a couple of Western omelets for dinner, but she came home earlier than expected and caught me pulling the pizza out of the oven. She was so surprised and happy that I made pizza for dinner that I didn't have the heart to tell her it was not gluten-free. Mm. A couple of days later, she figured out that I lied and accused me of being a selfish and unsupportive a-hole. I tried explaining to her. Well, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I tried explaining to her that she's gorgeous just the way she is and that eating regular food now and then won't change that. I also brought up my concerns about her feeling the need to fixate on her diet when she already has 10,000-plus followers on Instagram. Mm. This literally brought her to the verge of tears because, in her mind, it makes me unsympathetic to the beauty standards expected of her. So, am I the a-whore? Well, let me ask you this. And, again, this is one of those situations where you kind of need to know just a little bit more information. Is she not eating gluten because she has a gluten intolerance or a case of celiac disease? No, this is what he said. Uh, this is an update. Edit. I did not make my GF sick, not gluten-free, my girlfriend. Right. She found out because when she was looking for gluten-free flour a couple of days later and couldn't find any, she confronted me about the pizza and I confessed. Also, she doesn't have any medical condition that requires her to avoid gluten. Okay. All right. It's so just that's a personal important. choice. See, because uh, if you were, say, to make something for your girlfriend mm -hmm. or your boyfriend, for that matter, cause, yeah. you know, a woman could make uh, you know, pizza for anybody, too. It doesn't. The genders are not the really issue here. The issue here is it's always you're preferred when a woman makes the food, though. Well, uh, sure, <laughs> if you want to go that way. Sure. My, my point is this. If you're making something for somebody else yeah. and you know they've got a gluten intolerance, even though non-gluten stuff does taste a little, a little goofy, if you're putting your loved one in a situation where they may have, I don't know, uh, abrupt... And explosive constipation mm. and or diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then you are being somewhat of an a-hole. On the other hand, if uh, if you're going gluten-free simply because you don't want the gluten in your life, then you just accept what com comes to you. But I think it all depends on how much you know about why they want to be gluten-free. You know, and, and the top, top, top comment kind of goes along with that. Uh, you are the a-hole. If you don't eat gluten, if if you don't eat gluten and then you do, it'll give you bowel troubles, even if you're not officially a celiac uh, 
victim or whatever you call those people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You made her sick. Even if only temporarily, that is not okay. I don't know. (sighs) I mean, I wouldn't do it personally, but uh, I've known people that have done that. Remember, uh, this is why our family's so tight, by the way. Yeah, right. Let me just say that before I get into this story. My... (laughs) One of my sisters, uh, she 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 joined some religion. I it, it was some kind of Catholicism. Eh, no, it was a little, uh, a uh, little Judaism. Yeah, it was a little wackier, a little wackier, kind of like a Jehovah's Witness, but wackier than that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cult, branch Davidian? Uh, probably. It okay. was basically a very small uh, church that kind of grew a little bit over the years. Anywho, anyway, uh, one of the things was you weren't allowed to have uh, pork or pork products or anything you know Oof. related to pork. Um, so for Thanksgiving, what my dad would always do, he would save bacon grease for almost an entire year. Every time he'd cook eggs or, mm-hmm. or eggs and bacon, he'd take the bacon grease and pour it into a, a little jelly jar. Yeah, because it's delicious. Yeah, and then save it for when you're uh, cooking, like, the turkey, and then you baste the whole turkey in base- bacon grease. Oh, that like, sounds good. Yeah, it was uh, one of these things. Well, you know, obviously you can't have that, you know, uh, when you have somebody who's uh, not eating the pork products. Sure. And then uh, my dad decides to do it anyway and not tell anybody or tell that he didn't do that. And it was only until like uh, halfway through the meal that it was revealed that he did do that. And then it started this big argument about, you know, him not respecting the family. And, <laughs> you know, shouldn't that be the kind of thing you reveal like after they've got yeah. back into their car and are going home? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have brought up halfway through the meal. No, no. He, I think he did that on purpose just to make sure that everybody knew <laughs> that he was the a hole in that situation. Because uh, why not? Yeah, why not? Why well, not just tell anybody that you certainly did that? was? Um, but you wouldn't put like you know, you know, peanut butter and food if you knew someone was coming over with a peanut allergy or your you know shellfish into something when you knew they they you know had an intolerance for that. No, right? No, I wouldn't do that at all. No, yeah. It, it, but I guess if you're related to that person and know they can be a pain in the ass, you might want to do a little agitator, be an <laughs> agitator, and, and do that. I think if you are aggressively trying to do something out of spite, like, you're, like your dad did, because sound, it sounds like a spite decision on his part, to make something knowing that the bacon grease was going to be either you know, against their religious values or whatever, okay, I think maybe you're being a, a, an a-hole. I think you probably are. Right. But mm, See, I, don't I, I don't really like when people Im- impose their feelings about food on me. Although, to be a gracious guest, I would eat it because that's the way it is. It goes back to that argument that I told you about, about Michael Kittredge, who used to have these amazing parties up at his big giant complex that he's living right. quarters that he's got up there in whatever name of that town is. But Leverett. Leverett. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he used to mess with the rich people by telling them that they were drinking a $3,000 bottle of wine when, in fact, they were just drinking the Franzia box stuff. And, uh, you know, he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd, be, he'd get delight out of watching all these rich snobs pretend that they knew what they were talking about when they really didn't. What's the difference in that? I mean, is it because nobody's getting hurt because they didn't have some sort of allergy to a to a uh, a wine well, thing where you're just playing a, a harmless prank versus a that's a harmless prank. 
because you could choose to have wine or, or not have wine. Is no one's holding. Yeah. How many egos were destroyed that day when they found out that uh, you well, were just talking out of your butt the whole time? Destroyed or bruised? I mean, that's a, you know, to me, that's a that's a bruising. That's that's just like a practical joke. Mm-hmm. But doing something that's going to make somebody physically ill, or has the potential to make someone physically ill, or goes against. You know, again, your religious faith, you know, that's just an, that's a aggressive spitefulness. That's not just a, you know, a, a good laugh at the end of the night. I'm on the fence about this because I'm like, in one hand, I'm like, I can see I would never do it to somebody that I didn't know. And they told me, hey, I'm, I have a gluten free allergy. I'm going to, you know, but if you like live with somebody and you know them, you're like, let's see if I can pull a fast one on this person <laughs> and see if it if it works. Are you really allergic to gluten? We're well, gonna find out. <clears throat> you certainly will find out. What? But that's what fast. I need. I mean, like you know, we've always said about those wine drinkers. You know, we sat and had lunch with two of them down at the Max's Tavern years ago. The two bosses, yeah, who were like sniffing the glass and putting the cork on the top of the bottle, like they they were at some sort of like Napa Valley convention <laughs> that just came to town. And they acted like douchebags. I mean, yeah. they look like douchebags doing that. It's the same thing with the gluten thing. If you don't have an actual gluten allergy and the other person knows that, it's like, what's this going to bother you? Come on. Well, again. Oh, the, this pizza was delicious. And you only found out three days later and now you're upset? Well, again, the, the, the cramping, bloating, and um, you know, explosive diarrhea, I mean, I think that does, uh, that does speak volumes. Yeah. Oh well, it produces volumes <laughs> too. Like, <laughs> that's like a whole volumes of Encyclopedia Britannica's. <laughs> and that, that there you go. That's M I the a hole on Bax and Nagel. It's uh, eight twenty two at Rock one hundred two. Fall is here. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight thirty and rat. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a pretty nice day today. Sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, not so nice. Uh, rainy and a high of 59. It's 46 in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Later on this week, uh, it looks like we'll be talking to uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other things that may happen this week, too. Yeah, yeah, the, you never know. We got uh, Bob Owls coming in. He's doing that... Uh, Wicked in Pink fundraiser again. Did you say uh, Cheryl Claproot's uh, going to be on with us this week, too? Yes, that will be Friday. Ah, perfect. How about that? That's great. Huh? Been a See, long we time. Got, so- we got a, got a whole lineup of yeah, stuff. Going no, on no, here. listen, we're we're uh, we're giving it to you in oh, a yeah. big way. Uh, news is next to Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Ever had a salesperson come to your house for over Baker Road in East Long Meadow? WAQI is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notification of job vacancies at our station, please mail your request to WAQI 45 Fisher Avenue, East Longmeadow, Massachusetts 01028 or email us at jobs at rock102.com. WAQI is an equal opportunity employer. 832. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. We do have the traffic alert. Eat road hug! That, um, that I-91 southbound is shut down near exit 27 after a tractor-trailer crash in Northampton. That is a hazardous material uh, leak, so that's why uh, yeah. things are being all blocked up, uh, and you can uh, you can avoid that area if you can. But I, I did get the... Uh, I did. Somebody sent me, you know, the 22 news alert that comes across your phone. Mm-hmm. 
And it says, traffic news, I-01 southbound is shut down near exit 27 after a tractor-trailer crash in Northampton. I-01? I-01. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right either. Yeah, I think that's wrong. But I suggested, well, maybe they changed the highway numbers along with the exit numbers when they redid them all. Maybe I-91 is now I-01. I got to tell you, I am... uh, And then I-90 is I-02. I'm still struggling with that because not all of my GPS uh, things have reflected the change in in exit numbers now. That's because you have to update it. I told you you have to do this. You have to hook to a Wi-Fi and update your GPS. That's that's a a lot of extra work for me. What do you you got there? Uh, Is that a Honda you got there? No, it's a a Toyota. Toyota. Yeah, Yeah. Toyota. Uh, Easy enough to do. You know what? You should go see my good buddy John Kupek over at Leah Toyota Wolverham. Well, that's right up. Well, that's usually where I go for service, Steve. Well, then you get updated on that uh, on that thing. All right. I'm telling you, I'm leading you into the right direction, Bex. (laughs) A uh, police officer working a detail in Westfield was hit uh, by a truck on Sunday night, according to the Westfield Police. The accident happened around 8 p.m. The officer was working a detail at the time of the incident which occurred at the intersection of Elm and Orange Streets. We only know that the officer is in stable condition and the incident is still under investigation. Now, again, Pat's good. What time's the game end last night? Uh, a little bit before 8 o'clock. All right, so around 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, maybe having a couple of pops, maybe a couple of shots. Sure. Maybe one for the one for the road because their team lost. You know how some people go; they go for the road soda too. That's not helpful. And then I'm just saying, though, this could be the possibility. You get a little too drunk and you drive away, and then all of a sudden uh, you don't know what to do when you get to one of those uh, traffic stops where the guy says, "Stop! Don't go any further." Mm. You don't just drive right into them. Yeah, no, you want to avoid. See, uh, hitting cops in a during a, a traffic detail. Really is never going to be the cop's fault. That's usually almost the guy driving. Yeah. Because it's usually pretty clear, hey, there's something going on here on the side of the road. Oh, and there's a cop. Usually quite obvious. Yeah, watch out for that. Yes. Uh, This morning, the Westover Air Force Base conducted two rounds of departures of F-15Es headed overseas. These planned departures were scheduled for 6.30 and 7 a.m. I'm I'm, I'm reading Facebook and I'm seeing people freak out like, what was that sound? Yeah, the uh, the E's make the C and D's look uh, like like little balsa wood things with with the rubber band on it. Right. But uh, that is, when you're not expecting it. You know, when they tell they tell people out in Westfield, hey, we're going to be doing this training uh, from this time to this time every mm-hmm. day for whatever. So if you hear the uh, the planes going off, that's just us doing our thing. You know, do I believe that's what they say in the press release. Th- doing our, our thing, yeah. right? When you live that close to a uh, an air force base, do you really need to be warned in advance? You're living near an air force base. Dude, I remember living uh, in Wilbraham when I was a teenager and those C-5s going over. Those yeah. things are loud, man. But they don't owe you an explanation. No, they're, they're doing government stuff. That's it. They're not going to tell me. They don't care. Listen, I, I know you live just miles away from a major Air Force base, but don't be concerned about all the noisy, noisy stuff we got going on over here. Now, I appreciate uh, what these pilots do, keeping us protected. But anytime these things ever happen, people always chime in and go, that's the sounds of freedom. And I'm like, actually, it's the sound of $27 million uh, taken off. (laughs) 
and wasting a bunch of fuel to travel overseas. That's the sound that's drowning out my stories on TV. Uh, the squadron, uh, this is, according to the air base officials, the F-15Es belong to the 389th Fighter Squadron, 366th Fighter Wing based out of Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho. The squadron stopped at Westover Air Force Base for training before heading out. Oh, it's like uh, it's like their pilot store, like yes. on the highway. That's right. You, st- you stop off at the truck stop. <laughs> You see yeah. those pilots get out, they get one of the big gulp sodas and a couple of Slim Jims, oh, maybe yeah. a roller off the hot dog, hot maybe dog a, off the roller there. Maybe a bag of Fritos or something. Yeah, go to the bathroom. All right, we're ready to pack it up. Did we forget anything behind? Oh, I left my wallet back in Chicopee. Yeah, it I, would be interesting. I put it right on the wing thinking that I was going to get that thing, and yeah. bam, my wallet's gone. Now. It would be interesting to know who's providing better snacks, Barnes or uh, or Westover, you I know, for the for the pilots. They must get hungry up there. You know, I did a, uh, I DJed a, uh, at, uh, <clears throat> at Barnes years ago, a brew fest. They had like a brew fest for the, for the folks that worked on the base. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, they have the better snacks over there. I don't know. Years ago, we played uh, softball against the guys at, uh, at Westover, mm-hmm. and there was a guy there that had built his own smoker out of a couple of like uh, you know, oil cans, you know, those big giant oil barrels. Yeah. And uh, whoo, man, we feasted like pigs. And they got that, you know, the the officers' club in a in a hangar, which is actually very fancy. Really? Oh yeah. So I'm I'm going to guess they both have. Similar type of snacks and and arrangements for the uh, for the uh, for the uh, the people who are serving over there. Uh, I don't know. I think the people of you know in Westfield you got that restaurant right on the uh, the tarmac there. You got the it's a sushi restaurant. Really, right at the airport at the municipal airport. No kidding. Yeah, didn't even realize. It's been a long time since I've been up there. I think it's called Socks, but I'm not sure. You want to eat at a restaurant called Socks? It's S O K. Oh, that's different. Yes, it's got the you know an Asian. Uh, connotation to it, so you know that you're getting. Yeah, you're not like. Yeah, you're not getting like 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 sushi served like in, a, in, Bo- a, in a in a tube sock. Bob's socks. Hey, come eat out of Bob's socks. No, I don't think so. No, no. Uh, with all the bad bets uh, made in Vegas, you'd expect it to be number one on the list, but one city beat it. A big study on swearing identified the top ten big cities that swear the most. Columbus, Ohio. Tops the list with an average of 36 swear words per day. You know why? Why? Because they live in Columbus, Ohio. I was going to think that that was probably the reason. The uh, national average is 21. The 10 cities that swear the most are Columbus, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, Florida, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Philadelphia, and Indianapolis. And San Francisco, Louisville, and Fort Worth were at uh, number, or had 24 swears You're per telling day. me Massachusetts doesn't even make the top 10? No mm-hmm. city in Massachusetts? Ever been to Pittsfield? No. Somehow, it says somehow New York, Boston, and Chicago uh, made the list of the least amount of swearing. This is 21 swears in a day? Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, I can do 21 swears in about a half an hour. I was going to say, I do 21 swears before I even get here in the morning. You should hear me talk. I I do it by myself in the car. Do you really? Yeah. Hmm. I listen to myself from the previous day or the week. And uh, I say, you dumb, stupid, you know. Do, do you find yourself arguing with yourself to, like, combat that kind of abuse? I was like, why would you, uh, why would you say that on the radio? 
I criticize myself. Yeah, but of I course. I call myself, uh, you know, the F word. Or yeah, whatever. right, right. Oh, there's somebody calling me spam risk at uh, 8.41 in the morning. Who's that? <laughs> I don't Who know. do you think would be calling me as spam risk? I don't know. You could you could answer it if you want. I could answer it, but it might be somebody, uh, it might be real. Yeah, Could right. be a real number. I don't want to risk that. Moving along. Yes. Uh, the place you're most likely to use some choice words is at home. 55% of us do most of our swearing at home. Another 24% said while we're with friends, and 7% swear the most while driving, and 7% said at work. I'm in the 7%. I swear a lot in this place. A lot. Yeah, I don't really hear a whole lot of swearing going on. Oh, I if in my office, all the time. Uncomfortable chatter. But never swearing. Oh, I believe me. I, 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 I guess it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one swearing up a storm out over this place. And work is the top place we want to swear but hold back. In front of strangers and in front of our kids also ranked nope. very high. The, the moment this show ends, I let the expletives fly. I let my kids swear because they teach me things that I haven't heard before. Really? Well, like what? Well, I can't say them. They're swear words. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And the number one person we swear at is ourselves. Like I just said, driving to work, mm -hmm. uh, calling myself an idiot. Uh, why not? 54% said they swear at themselves more than anyone else. Swearing at your friends is next with 24%. I can see that. Oh, yeah. That douchebag. I'm going to hang out with you sons of bitches all week. I ah, where are you? 30,000 feet above, above Houston, you bastard. You're... Oh, look at the little, look at the little bastard. <laughs> this son of a bitch is ice cold. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. And Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Started looking for uh, a Halloween uh, costume. Right, because you're hosting the uh, yeah. Halloween party you stole from me years ago. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm hosting the Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat again this year. And uh, I was told by uh, somebody here at the in the building that I am not to wear my pope costume again this year I've, I've worn it now twice who told you that we're salespeople that's uh, in charge of us he's like you can't wear the pope costume again i said well that pope costume is fantastic it's free-flowing it's uh you know it makes me look like i'm papal well it's also the recognizable costume that everybody knows hey bax is doing that pope thing again all right right yeah i think i think it'd be perfect to do that but you're not trying to upstage all the other people that are going to the halloween party oh no, yeah. hell no so i i you know i have two other costumes that i could wear that i still have one i'm not sure i fit into because this uh post-covid weight ain't going away by itself and another one that's really really simple that i could wear or if I go out and do something completely unique and different. Like? I don't know. See, this is this is the difference between you know people that get involved in costume contests and people who have to dress up because they're the host of a costume contest. What like, about I, don't the, I don't have to put a whole lot of creativity in it. I really just have to be there. What about one of them Hocus Pocus witches? You could be Bette Midler. For a lot of reasons, that's true. But uh, I don't think I really want to go that far. I think I still want to look like me so people know that it's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I wear the Bette Midler costume, they're not going to know it's me. 
because I'm going to look way too much like Bette Midler. Uh, yeah, you do have the Bette Midler kind of look. If I'm going to be the yeah. host, uh-huh. you got to know that it, that it's me. Right. So, uh, about so, Jeffrey Dahmer? I'm trying to think of all these uh, pop culture things that you could do. You know, it's, it, who who would have thought Jeffrey Dahmer would have crept back into pop culture again? Uh, you know, making a made-for-TV movie out of his yeah. life. <laughs> and look at what a big star he's become. Hey, you could be Dahmer. Oh, I mean, yeah. You like sure. guys. Uh, not in the same way. You not, like Pabst Blue Ribbon? Uh, <laughs> actually, he drank a remarkable amount of Budweiser, which you would not have seen so much in Milwaukee. You like eating? I do. I just don't like eating friends of mine. Well, then what? what's... Let's just say... Let's say Jeffrey Dahmer were to live to today. Yeah, he'd probably be your size. I don't. At this point. Maybe, maybe because he, uh, he he lacked a certain the, level of portion control. Ah, uh, just filled up at the canteen at the prison. Ugh. <laughs> Woo! I couldn't eat Ooh. another bite after spending so much time with that fat guy. Oh, what are you doing now? We have gym. Oh, you getting some physical exercise? No, no. we're having gym. <laughs> like, eat up. Right. Yeah, you, you, any you don't num- want Jim to go to waste. Listen, there's any number of con- uh, costumes that you can put on. I know. I just, I'm, I just don't. Uh, I'm just not that creative when it comes to costuming. I'm not either. And are you like same? Uh, if you're like me, where you, you think you could get, oh, I could get this costume. I could be uh, the greatest thing. And then you you try it on, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't look anything like the person that I was trying to be. Yeah, I was Billy Mays one year, the year that he died. How'd that look? All it was was a blue shirt. I uh, I didn't have much facial hair at the time, so I kind of painted it on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had the little OxyClean logo on my shirt, so it looked like I was selling OxyClean. Well, that was probably a great costume. And I walked around like I was coked up, and I was ready to have a party. Who wants to clean some stuff? Who wants to get this oil stain out of this shirt? Let's get moving. OxyClean. <laughs> I was doing lines of OxyClean. Uh, yeah, that's what. It, yeah, right off the table. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not putting that much enthusiasm in it. But I mean, I'll host the event. It'll be fun. It's always fun. Yeah. Um. But uh, I just. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about what I want to do. And, and the expense of it all too. You know, some if you're gonna try to win a costume contest, there's a certain amount of expense that you're just you know just a. It's a wash. Do you want to spend more on the costume than you could possibly win at a contest? I would say no, but that's but I'm not the one. Uh, I'm not the one uh, judging. All right, let's uh, let's take a look here at some. Uh, he, these are the, these are the thing I was talking about this last week. The pop culture uh, costumes, right? Right. Uh, let's see if you can do. Yeah, the witches were one of them. Okay. Elvis Presley. You could pull an Elvis. I Presley could do the fat. Off. I could do the fat Elvis. Well, you could just be Elvis. I could, sure. You know, uh, Wednesday Adams. You could do a Wednesday Adams. You I, just need a little pigtail action going on there. Could do that. Black dress. Yeah. Uh, what's this other one? The kid from uh, Stranger Things. You wear a jean jacket and uh, like a mullet. Yeah, well, uh, I could do that too. Batman. Batman's a good one. You could do Batman. I'd be the heavy set Batman. Well, you could be Batman uh, before he went to Doctor Now or what's it, Doctor What? Doctor Now. Doctor right. Now. Oh yeah. All right. Hey, okay, Batman. You are hiding, harboring all your feelings from the loss of your parents being shot in front of you outside of a theater so many years ago. You need to take that energy and make sure you're not eating so many calories every day. 
Every time you eat a bat, it's I've, 600 calories inside of your system. I've got snacks inside my utility belt. Ozzy Osbourne is so thin because he only ate one. <laughs> <laughs> and they went on a strict diet of his own urine. <laughs> you could be Obi-Wan Kenobi. I could be that, yeah. I could do that too. You could be uh, Ricky Jupe Park from Nope. Nope, I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, you should. Uh, how about uh, Arinder from the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power? Mm, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, how about uh, Klaus Vel- the Klaus Velvet Suit in the Umbrella Academy? Uh, <laughs> I've seen the Umbrella Academy, uh, wh- but I'm not sure I want to do that. Why don't you just go to the Scream Face thing? Yeah, or oh, the, I could or, do or that the too. the hockey mask, or Jason with the hockey That'd mask. That'd be you good, too. You could do that so easily. Speaking of uh, Halloween, Six Flags uh, Fright Fest? It's going on. Uh, features a frightful haunted houses, eerie, scary zones, and spine-chilling, top-notch live entertainment. Discover your scream at Six Flags New England. I happen to have a uh, a pair of tickets to Six Flags New England Fright Fest. Ooh, I know. I'm guessing it'll be caller ten. Yes, at two nine three one zero two one. Spooky. Ooh, very spooky. 